okay there's so many things i wanted to do in my life i never thought i would have the time now i have 10 minutes thank goodness i can slip in and out of different realities in my one space in the home i can go into memories social histories yeah i could waste all my time eating food that's true thinking of food and then smelling it thinking of food and imagining how it smells basically like smelling it. It's so close. Where does food get you? I don't know. Wherever you want to go. Do you I wouldn't right necessarily food? recommend it at all times. Food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You can't be always eating. No. no, I don't think so. How are you doing? I'm okay. You're the I've first. I've eaten food. Yeah, you have. I've had a lot of water. Not too much. Not too much? You have to drink a lot of water. How much water do you actually have to drink? I fill this one bottle maybe three or four times a day. You need the tall bottle. Yeah, you have a big smart water bottle. A liter bottle. It's been used for a while. You're not worried about microplastics? Macroplastics? It's just a good size to fit every kind of backpack. It's nice and slim. It says smart on it, so I'm drinking it. Maybe it's choosing the food. I can I can taste some of the backwash a little bit. Just reminds me of where I've been. It's good to have memories. Is it? Actually, I'm gonna go with yes. How is it not good to stick with memories? To have memories? At some point you have to live. A memory is not life. Hmm. But There's what about no memory that's life? What about names for things? The tree. Somebody told me hey, that a thing like that is a tree. Whenever I see a, another tree and I'm with my friend, I say, hey, look at the tree. Whenever? No, whenever. No, like I you can't eat say. all the time. You yeah, can't point I at every tree say, and just say, exactly. I look, tree, tree, tree. You're in the forest. Overwhelming, especially after last week. Hmm. My apartment be, complex alone, tree, tree, tree. It can be good to have that guy around also. Just pointing out the obvious constantly. I feel like that guy. I love talking the weather. Want a weather chat? Yeah, the weather's uh, pretty cold today. I have not enjoyed it. Isn't it changing? Yesterday was a little warmer. T-shirt and shorts. I don't appreciate that. What do you? What do they call that in weather? A reach around and tug. The wind. A, a pull. A, when when it gives you a, a nice hot day and then it gives you a cold day. That says love. Yeah, you're right. Ryan, you think so much like I think when I'm feeling like the version of myself that I want to be. That's why we have each other. Yeah? Yeah, maybe you can make me feel the way that I want to experience release. Oh, I would love to help you with that. I try to give that to people. but How do you do that? By doing it myself in front of them. Being an inspiration. Yeah, you do it in front of them and they go, oh shit, it's okay to have all that shit inside me. My body is a wonderland. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> we were talking 
I think we weren't recording yet about how much I hate the song Your Body is a Wonderland. And Ryan said that John Mayer was the first person to let him know that about himself. And I was saying that I think I hate the song because I think I already knew that, but not in the way that he's saying, John Mayer, that is. <laughs> you wouldn't like if he said your name? Michael. Michael. Michael, I'll use my hand. What's his other song? Something about not worrying in the world. He just found out there was no such thing as the real world. What a good vibe. I like that song. You can play that at any occasion. Yeah, I like that song because it's undeniably true. It doesn't matter that it's not a good song. Right? Is it? You can say... It, the sound sours on you, but the words can't. Mm. If you play it enough, maybe you'll get tired of it. You'll find the limitations, the crackling. But that's with everything. Mm. I used to be depressed just looking at a tree because it wasn't enough. Like the leaves, the space in between, something should have been there. You used to get depressed looking at trees? <laughs> Or anything, just see it. I'm just, I'm breaking it down to the most simple thing that I can. Some sort of anything that you can notice. The bike needs to be cleaned. The backpack isn't symmetrical on the couch. That's true. But it's also depending on how I'm looking at it. If I was standing in the corner over there, then it might be in the perfect place. Yeah, that's why drawing's so special. Because it shows you that everything isn't flat like you're imagining it. It's actually all perspective. Yes. Yeah, you have to draw from perspective if you want to draw accurately. We're drawing for like six hours, totally lost in the lines. What's the longest you ever sat and played music? Mm. Straight. Straight without stopping. Only like an hour and a half, two hours. That's a pretty long time. <laughs> this one guy, Lamont Young, he he lived he created this generative music piece that he played for six years in his house and he lived with it. What does that mean, generative music piece? Like music that's always changing and creating. You can set up certain parameters or an algorithm depending on what kind of equipment that you're using. And like now we might use Ableton set up certain sounds and then you can have velocity changes at random times or different notes playing. And then you could have, who knows if the same sound happened within six years. He recorded? He recorded a lot of things like that. Eternal music, eternal theater of music or something. When was this? In the seventies, I believe, in, in New York, they rented yeah. out some sort of like church, and we played an organ for like seven hours. People tripping and going in and out, playing different instruments, maybe different sounds. Somebody is sneezing. John Mayer. Have you used things like people sneezing and coughing and farting? You ever make a song with farts in it? I haven't used the fart sound yet, but I would like to record. A lot of people who openly express themselves when you're on the sidewalk. 
I don't know if they're called homeless or crazy or just someone who's lit. Expressive. Yes. They like to talk on the bus. They like to hold up a line at the store, talking mm-hmm. to the cashier who doesn't remember them. That's who you like to record? Oh, they're just talking to themselves. It's a person completely in their own element, in their own world. They're on stage, but they're bringing it around with them. It seems like a heavy stage. It's psychotic. When that's, that's the word I would have used. There's almost no thread, but it also makes sense. And sometimes even you can walk down the street and hear somebody screaming their lungs out about it's nonsense, but maybe you're feeling, everyone else is feeling that on the street at the same time. They're, they're an antenna for everyone else's feelings and they're just getting compressed into this one receptacle that's open. They're bringing something down. Nothing comes from nowhere. You can't kick those people out. They're so necessary. Maybe there can be too many. <laughs> I think sometimes there can. We just like it to be cleaned. Give it, pick up a broom and start sweeping. That's it. Give the guy a broom. He'll sweep. Mm. He'll yell, but yeah, he'll he sweep. just doesn't. He doesn't have a broom. He doesn't have a job. Maybe he does. Maybe he's not making money, but he works all the time. Living that sort of life is very hard. It takes up all your time. Going to find a little cash here and there. Some people make like two or three hundred bucks a day. There is coherence to what they're saying. It's just not a coherence that we understand. Yes. They're on a different plane. Yeah. That you can access if <laughs> you just hang out with them for a little bit. Oh, you'll catch some of it. You hang out with them enough, you'll straight up catch some of that. You'll catch whatever who whatever whoever's hanging out with you, whatever they've got, you're gonna catch some of it. Especially if you're not conscious of that fact. If you just give an ear to anything, you can hear all of the messages about your own life. It's explaining. It's giving rationality. It's like any sort of sound that happens. The bus beeping its horn. If you see it in the context of what you're saying, it can bring you to a point like a jackpot. It's like when I was in your apartment and I met Alex for the first time and we were talking about the familial bond spiritually we could feel existed between us and Cindy Lauper's true colors came on the (laughs) computer and I started laughing and expecting both of you to understand what I was laughing about and Alex was like what and I was like and he was like I can't read your mind (laughs) like I you know I literally just thought it was so obvious to hmm. me that I thought it was all out on the table. And I think that all the time. Things happen in in a room or with such precise timing to what someone said or what someone did that I think there's no way. I don't even think that they could have not perceived what I perceived, but So much they is don't. always happening in one room. Some things are so subtle. You can hear like a buzzing from something plugged in if you walk in the right path in the room. Some sort of signal that's just beaming. If you stand in the right place, you can hear it. Or the temperature might be different over here. If you tried to achieve real silence in here, it would be very difficult. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it would be hard in a cabin in the woods, but it would be hard here for sure. I like to sit in a car with 
no engine, no sound. It's very loud, blood sounds, breathing. I like in the float tank when you start to, I've been doing sensory deprivation floats, a la Joe Rogan. Allah. Allah. <laughs> this is a new this is a new <laughs> new direction that the podcast is taking now. This is uh if you're listening to this and you're a woman without a headdress, uh please put that on because this is a <laughs> traditional, traditional Muslim <laughs> podcast now. Yeah, I've been doing these sensory deprivation floats. I took Ryan here with me ryan by the way is my friend and a musician here in austin highly creative highly improvisational Mm -hmm. feels like the closest thing to the same person as me that i've ever met possibly and anyway we went to the float tank and i was gonna say you know i like when you start to breathe and you're settling down into it you can hear your heartbeat everywhere. You can just hear your pulse throughout your whole body in the water, just pulsing like a jellyfish. It always amazes me how little breath it takes to keep going, especially in the tank when you're floating there. It can just be, you can hold your breath and just constantly have that little cycle happening. Thinking about David, it made me think about David Blaine, put himself submerged in water maybe 17 minutes yeah i saw that he was it was like an epic looking futuristic tank thing turns out it wasn't magic it was just the capabilities of the just human breathing body. holding the breath in and just that little bit of going around a little wind just going through your body you can redirect it in the places that need it you don't have to take such a big breath but big breaths are good yeah because we're not always focused on doing that. What was it in the Tao Te Ching? Maybe not the Tao Te Ching, but maybe a quote by Lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao Te Ching or who it's credited to. He said, uh, the wise man breathes all the way down to his feet. Hmm. I yeah. try to do that where I can. Yeah, it takes practice for sure. So yeah. Things in the way, so many crumbs. The amount of real breaths the average person, certainly me, takes in a day. Real breaths, it's minimal. It's like maybe 2% of my day is real breaths and the rest is tension. (laughs) And what else are we doing here but taking these small breaths over and over, trying to keep it going? It's weird gas. It's not even electric. Like you can't plug in. I guess you can get some oxygen. It feeds in electricity. What else could I breathe? I could have I could have a vape plugged into my nose at all times. You do the vape. It's not bad. Kind of a surprising thing about you. That's why I like it. Just kind of putting in a little. Um... Otherwise, something else something else will be dirty. Something <laughs> I'll have to clean up something else. At least this is a conscious decision. Like that's what I do with my smoking. It's my way of making myself muddy so that I don't swing off somewhere. Mm. 
a controlled vice. People think it's gross or corny or... I just think it's scary and electronic and well futuristic and scientific, precise and alien. It's what they're going to be hitting in the space stations when civilization starts to blast off into satellites in the race to get out there. Hitting a cigarette reminds me of loading up a Beyblade. Why? Because you just you just rip it. <laughs> and then it's just spinning. Man, those were cool. I didn't have them, but I remember them. You go over to your friend's house and it's just out in their room. Like someone had just been playing it. You're like, oh, this is why I come over here. Did it feel like all your friends had a million toys? And like you had like three. <laughs> I was just tired of them. Yeah, someone else has new toys. You're like, oh my God, you have everything. They don't. If you have more toys, you don't play with them. You gotta have the one toy, the one doll. And it becomes so special. You have like a real relationship with it. Oh man, material things. Such an endless. How else are you gonna get people over your house? Like you're so boring. Graciousness. <laughs> Food. Not just you. I mean, everyone. The idea of value. Just value. The feeling that you can give them something. <laughs> the feeling that you can give them something that they don't already have. What feels better, giving or taking? Ask me on any day of the week, mm. and it's a different answer. Yeah. I want to say, I wa- of course I want to say giving, but... A lot of the time I'm on the take. It's not the right question, maybe, because it's it enters in this good or bad scenario. Some people are forceful with yeah. their giving. Like, you don't actually want it, but they're like, no, I, I got this for you, though. Yeah. I thought I was thinking about you, and I got you this this card. You're just going to throw it away? Or the, the host that you can never get to know because they're too busy hosting too hard. <laughs> You know, here's the food, here's the water, here's the cigarettes, here's the weed, here's the, oh, do you, should I call the pizza? Should I put on the pay-per-view? Should I? And you just never, too much give. So much give, you can't see the person. Sometimes taking is is gracious. Taking is giving it sometimes. People need to give and you can appreciate that. Respect it and just take it. Get that. Of course, some people want to give you harmful things. Some people also are totally on the take. You meet them and you're like, oh, you're all take, baby. You haven't given a thing in years. That's how it feels to be a, the child of good parents. Oh, yeah. I feel like that right now. The child of good parents? Oh, I, I'm the child of good parents. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm not sweet to them, but I guess <laughs> it's a sweet thing to say. I'm on the take. What can you give to your parents? Nothing. They've given you <laughs> life. You can't give them shit. You can't just do you the can things only that they t- say. The only thing you can do is take more from them. They have simple requests. Go to school. Get a job. Get married. Why is that so hard, Michael? Why is that so hard, Ryan? I don't know, Mom. Dad? Are you there? Hello? <laughs> Did you hang up on me? <laughs> On the phone you gave me? 
<laughs> Your parents want you to get married? Yeah. Yeah, why not? They haven't, some extra they haven't said something? Well, I don't know. I guess there's just an understanding. The free, the looseness of this sort of path. They understand you. No. <laughs> but neither do I. But we're all willing to see what happens. You know, following your heart, if you feel that way, it's the most important thing. No matter what you do, I'll guide you on the right path. But it's hard to find. It's hard to listen to. You need silence and relationships. Can you feel yourself in your heart physically? Sometimes. Are you good at that or are you up here? I think there's three areas, like the sun, the earth, and the moon. The moon being the the lowest part of your torso. That's where all emotions, passions, unconscious desires. And then the earth is more like heart. Did you just say that as a description of how you feel or is there, are you getting that from something? Um, that That is something. Because I've never heard that, but I like it. I don't know what tradition it is, but maybe multiple ones. It's just a way of looking at the body, though, and the sun being like this wisdom center, um, the witness, the omniscient consciousness. Ever present, ever aware. That type of thing. So moving, moving in and out of those three rooms. Sometimes you need to just sit back and witness. Sometimes you need to react to all your emotions, even though they're dirty, and you can be afraid. You don't know where... It's going to happen. Emotions are so dirty and endless. I was watching this girl. She was on Instagram. She had a cup of water and she added dirt to it. And she was like, this is you. This is how you start. And these are your experiences. And she was like, see, it gets muddy. So what you try to do is you try to take out the your experiences and feelings and she takes out starts taking out the water and the mud and she was like but the problem is that you start taking out the parts of you that are good too and she was like but look at this and she took a pitcher of water and she started pouring it in she was like all you have to do is add more good and it started to clear out and i loved it but just now when we were talking about it i was just thinking but yeah but like my glass is endless. <laughs> your your muddy glass has a bottom. Feelings just uncover more feelings. So many dirty, dirty feelings. You can think if you just sit there for a while, the dirt will rest at the bottom and then you know they'll separate a little bit. But can we talk about what you told me you do every day when you make coffee? Sure. I don't remember what I said, but go ahead. Well, you said you sit there and you just take a space Hmm. until you cry. Hmm. Hopefully. Every day. Crying or laughing, making myself upset, allowing myself all of that to come up. Yeah, and then you're clear for the day. You're better for for a few hours. It's like for a few hours, right? (laughs) Yeah, waking up from the dreams and the sleep. So much tension and tightness yeah how is it that we wake up so tight i feel like i get tighter in my sleep than i do in my waking life Mm -hmm. which i tighten up but everything in this 
every experience in this body tightens you up unless you consciously loosen. Yeah. Some food is better cooked. Some food is better raw. It all depends on what you want. I love people who don't do meditation or spiritual in any way. And they are just going about life totally unconscious and ignorant, making terrible decisions, harming the people around them. Yeah, what do you love about those guys? This, this is what any novel is written about. This is the main character in any story. Is the person who is unawake. He's getting thrown around by himself. He's going here and there, following who knows what. He doesn't know what he wants. Building walls and then walking into them. <laughs> Just for the sake of it. Just to keep doing the same thing. I love it. It's inspiring because that's me also. It's a big part of who I am. I've met all types of people. I worked for this doctor in um, Chicago briefly. Um, TaskRabbit, the app that lets you do odd jobs for people. And Is this a commercial? Yes, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Odd Jobs for People. <laughs> Anything you can find online. Anything you can find or do. Organize someone's screws, um, you know, hang three pictures, walk a dog. Unplug the TV and then plug it back in. Yeah, help an old person. So it's sponsored, this podcast is sponsored by all that, and it is still a Muslim podcast. And what was I? Oh yeah, I worked for this doctor, and he was intensely intense. He was just intense. He was very, like the first day I met him, something made him ask me about ayahuasca, and it turns out he had just had an experience, like he had gone to the Amazon and done the whole thing. And I was like, oh fuck, like right up my alley, because I was in that mode hard. Yeah. He turned out to be an intensely egoic cokehead. Like, cokehead, dude. He would send me off for light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I've me... done this three times today. I cannot do it again. Yeah. He you would have to go get the light bulbs. He time. would send me to Home Depot to get light bulbs, and I'd be standing looking at a wall of light bulbs, and he wouldn't know which ones I needed to get for his specific lighting that he needed that, that for his home he needed a very specific white or yellow soft yellow bright hall you know whatever soft it can't be soft bright it has to be so and you know I'm, he's i can't find the light bulbs and it took me like 40 minutes and i get back and he is just coked out and panicking over the fact that he's sent me off to get light bulbs and it's costed him money. And he was like, I'm just hemorrhaging money. And it's like, you sent me to get these light bulbs. And he, you know, when I met him, the way he talked, you would think spiritual, spiritual, you know, mm. it was a fucking mess. Sounds like any, anything he does, he just immediately regrets. Why did I do that? I well, he that. told me that when he was on the first ayahuasca night, that he doesn't remember it because he passed out 
And he said that that means that the eye that he was told by a shaman that that means that it's doing deep work on you, like subconscious work. But the way he told me it, he was like so proud of himself. <laughs> you know? Transcended. Yeah, he was like, I've I gone beyond that deep work. Yeah, that deep ayahuasca work. He needs a deep sleep. Yeah, sometimes the more uh, quote unquote uns- asleep people are the uh, are the better types because they're more authentic about where they're at and the spiritual people can be really full of their own bullshit Mm, absolutely mostly talking about me well sticking with the same methods or maybe talking about trying stuff but never getting that far or i mean a regular practice i don't even know what that would look like besides you can put yourself in a prison that way Doing the same thing over and over, never opening up to another place. I've done it. You should go to McDonald's sometime. Is this an advertisement? No. Okay. It's an advertisement it's an for anyone that does the same thing and doesn't try anything new. What or, is this place, McDonald's? Tell me about it. They have French fries. That's all I care about. And you can, great. you can go through the drive-thru just by walking. You don't need a car. Sounds like there's nothing wrong with this place. It's not bad. I get a little indigestion, I will say. At least I have the option to have it or not. You want to hear my story of the last time I ate McDonald's? Tell me about the entire day. That entire day? Yeah, um, a little lead up. How did how do you come to the decision? Well, it was by the time I ate it it was at 11 p.m. and I was a college student. I would have been around 21 years old with a roommate that moved in and was definitely either definitely or almost definitely no I guess we weren't sharing a room but anyway he moved in because my ex-girlfriend moved out you know he I needed a new roommate and he was really a good one and I lived with my other roommate who has had a lot of success in the conventional ways that you would define success. But I was I was McDonald's. So So he chose you. Well he still chooses me. He gets Aww. in touch with me. He sends me pictures of his baby. He has a baby. What kind of taste does he have? He does it he was against McDonald's? No, he wasn't against McDonald's. Hmm. I was just laying out the scene for you a little bit. No, I like him. Sounds like a great guy. He's a good guy. His name's also Michael. Wow. We were roomed together, quote unquote, randomly by the college, two Michaels. And we were both Michaels and not Mikes. And there was never any confusion about who was being talked to at any point. I don't remember one time that someone said Michael and the wrong Michael turned around. The way people say your name and his name, it's different. Someone says, Michael? Which which one is that? That sounds like his mom. About... Hey, Michael. That sounds like me. Yeah, My dog responded to that. I thought that was you too. Yeah. I ate McDonald's at 11 p.m. And I went to bed shortly afterwards. And I thought, I had the thought, I had a feeling in my stomach. And I had, the, before I could finish the thought, I think I have to, I entirely shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time I ate McDonald's. Within 20 minutes, everything I ate pushed out of my intestines. 
Oh, I bet that felt amazing. It did feel pretty good uh, in the moment, strictly in the moment. <laughs> Not afterwards. Not afterwards. No, isn't the, the aftermath? It's clear what needs to happen. You need to change your pants. You need to put new pants on and you need to clean those. You need to clean your body and you need to clean your clothes. And move to another city. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Change your name. Yeah. I've done that about six times. I won't lie. Change, shit your pants and change <laughs> your name and change geographic locations. It's just what needs to be done. Yeah. It's healing work. I stick, I keep the name, but I move around. Yeah, people are like, oh, I heard about you. Aren't you the guy who... Aren't you Hey Michael? <laughs> oh. Ryan makes a lot of sounds, which is yet another reason why I like him, because he's not scared Sorry. to do that. Thanks. I appreciate it. I forgive you, and you're welcome. Thank you. And I meant it. No, I'm not trying to push anything. This is not a, another advertisement. You're not trying to push sound making? Oh, they're just there's just things in here. I think everyone is different. Some people talk a lot and they don't need that. They you don't need, need to be doing that. They don't need to be doing that. I yeah. know, maybe they should. The more I went into this hobby of talking, this art form of this talking art form, the less the less certain I felt over time until I realized that there is no I told you this already. There's no certainty in talking. Mm, there's no stopping either. Nope. Keep saying. Like you said, one point leads to another. Forever. Forever. It's cause. It's uh. How could you end the movie at this point? The Buddhists would call it dependent origination. Everything that happens has another cause going back endlessly. It's endless causes creating effects that are causes onto other effects and that is talking talking mm. is a part of that but then i suppose so is silence mm. silence is endlessly causative if you believe that to be the nature of the universe which i do endless I causes that, yeah it's hard to deny but it's crazy that you still follow this isaac newton guy who just decides that we have gravity speak for yourself i'm following biden Oh, yeah, what's he got to say? Uh, he said that the UFOs are something that we shot down and then probably repeated himself <laughs> and uh, then probably mentioned a senator that's been dead for three months like she was in the room <laughs> and said, where is she at? <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. I've been disconnected from that. I didn't know. Some, I've been seeing a few things about UFOs, but I just oh, don't yeah. have interest for some reason. Well, because you know that at the end of the day, if they're coming, they're coming. You There's know. so many unidentified flying objects everywhere. The dust in your room, you can put a name to it. Are we just going to call it dust? We're on an unidentified flying object. That too. People can't even agree whether it's flat or round. Is this thing cylindrical? <laughs> is this a know. cylindrical UFO or is this one of those floating spheres or is it actually triangular or dome-like i'm a little scared of people who are so into their beliefs and they will just sit there and try to convince you of something that you don't really care about either way 
Yeah, if maybe the earth is flat. All right. Do I become flat now? No, but you're not round. <laughs> you're humanoid. I'm bubbly. What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm made of water mostly. And bubbly is a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> you're a 14-year-old girl? I was thinking girl. of, yeah, no, bubbly is like a chunky uh, uh, caretaker who needs to be taken care of. Like an Irish woman, an Irish innkeeper? Oh, they're fun to be around. They're pretty much at every party, whether you invite them or not. Irish innkeepers? <laughs> I right. did. I never asked what their uh, position in life was, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They are all Irish innkeepers. Bubbly though, doesn't sound very Irish. Potatoey. Bubbly is more gentle. Hmm. Around the baker. No, he's more jolly. I think it depends. I think that's just a stereotype about bakers. No, I, I'm back to what you said. 16-year-old girl, bubbly. 14. Oh, yeah. 16. 16 she's emo. something else. <laughs> she's an emo girl. No longer carbonated. Just no. flat. Oh, flattened out. Won't, won't see a glimmer of carbon in her for another four years. No, that's a sad thing. People get into emo music. Oh, I'm still into it sometimes. Hmm. You gotta listen to the right music and the right message. You yeah, know, people... you listen to you listen to very high music all the time, and look at you—you're a freaking mm. star mm. thing, shimmering with love and radiance. And it's be and it's—I uh, don't, don't think they're unrelated. I feel like old crusty bread has been left out. If you take a bite, it's too hard. You know, a little sauce on it. Drink of water. That Hot sounds pretty good too. It goes good with other things. You know? <laughs> it's not for everyone. If it's the only thing around, you know, take a bite. Your music listening. Mm -hmm. Are you attracted to that kind of music? He listens to a lot of like world music, avant-garde music from the seventies, unpopular and very intensely i don't know something music so are you listening to that deliberately like you have none of the emo in you like you're not you don't need that ever you don't need a guy screaming in a no microphone? i love i can love that also i've definitely spent a lot of time listening to that okay so you're not a foreigner to it i love all music and all sounds there's always something, some kind of element in a recording that I can find appreciation for. Everything is inspired, so it's all being created from seemingly nothing when it's you're bringing your whole life together in this one moment in the studio. It's just a snapshot of your whole life. I don't think of the music as weird or experimental or... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what attracts me to different things. I mean, you're definitely not listening to it because you're like, I want to be a guy that listens to weird music. I know that. When you go to the record store, they have everything put in like genres. Mm -hmm. So they have like experimental section. Mm -hmm. But then you're looking through it and it's, it's so hard to imagine 
putting okay maybe you're a comic maybe that would maybe be, maybe that would be your genre but you could also be in the lover genre mm-hmm. you could also be in the in the dog owner genre mm-hmm. but when i go in the record store and i'm looking for you which one do i know because you have so many facets so many different sides of yourself podcaster comedian i like it. for the record store for the dog park dog owner mm. i don't have you know when i'm at the dog park i don't people don't come up to me with their dog like hey and i don't go oh sorry i'm a comedian <laughs> not. yeah not right now yeah i don't i'm actually not thinking about it right now so many things to think about and worry about oh yeah i have to be a better person i was just doing laundry oh dude why are you saying these things <laughs> i don't know i can unsay them you can i can attempt it try right now uh, uh, <laughs> i need more time that actually that i think that was pretty well cleansed that seemed, that seemed good yeah it's kind of like when you drink <laughs> drink something too fast eat yeah. too fast hiccups so there's something about hiccups nobody knows what they are or why we're doing it yeah it's almost like i know when i eat hot sauce or eat something too fast drink water too fast maybe some hiccups come what if what it's doing what if hiccups are like what if our hiccups are dolphin words Mm. speak yeah yeah they're different entities that flow into us and you just open your mouth yeah see sounds what if we're saying Mm -hmm. things in dolphin when we hiccup I bet you could you could either slow it down the hiccup. Maybe there's some, you know, you like you open up that book of that little sound. If you stretch it out, and make it super long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, have there's you ever words heard in the, there. Have you ever heard crickets slowed down? Mm. If you slow crickets, the sound of crickets down by like. I don't even know how many times it sounds like human voices singing. It plays Rick Astley. <laughs> sure does. Oh, I love the sounds. Anywhere they bring you. So many different things. And it's how you can read somebody fully. You can see exactly where they're at just by the sound of their voice or the way they're singing. It's great to use your voice. It's great that you have this platform and you can practice this this way, this transmission, this giving. Yeah, all the comedians who pioneered this cowboy radio shit that we call podcasting, they knew the value in it, which is you just go. Yeah, you used know. to just be on the radio, even in, I don't know how far back radio goes, but... I can imagine. I think about the 20s. Maybe. Something like that, yeah. Just telling stories, making voices, characters. One person can make an entire universe just with her voice. I went to a Jewish sleepaway camp called Surprise Lake Camp in upstate New York. You took that gamble. <laughs> the that, surprise. Was very, that was brave. Yeah, the surprise was that there was a lake. I don't, that's the story. <laughs> it's called Surprise Lake. It is. But the surprise is the lake. Yeah. Oh, man. What a big surprise. Expecting something else, but it's in the name. It's a man-made lake. It's on Lake Surprise Road. Get your tickets now. <laughs> in Cold Spring, New York, the theater there 
every good sleepaway camp has a theater and it has a really cool outdoor theater mm. which offered some of my first experiences on stage and it was called the eddie Cantor theater eddie Cantor was a comedian and radio guy in the like 20s and he was huge he was a um a real star boy and i use the word boy purposefully when you watch him in youtube videos he's very boyish and is like a song and dance man you know he tells a few jokes they're not good and then he sings and dances mm. i was reading a book called the comedians that went through like a history of american comedy i didn't get that like all the way to now but i got through the radio days and he was mentioned because he was big but he was known even then as being like not funny corny he went to the camp that's why there's an eddie Cantor theater i don't know if i said that wow but he was known as being not funny corny and uh another little tidbit about him on the radio when there were pretty ladies he would uh use the opportunity of sitting there with them to put his hands up their skirts and stuff like while on the air with a little little hobby of his but not speaking about it. Speaking no, about, yeah. Speaking about talking else. about whatever. <laughs> whatever you talked Just about in the in. 20s on the radio. Hey, popcorn! You know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and he's doing that. <laughs> and uh, apparently he would do it with his wife in the broadcast booth. One time this woman, she went, oh, Eddie, while he was doing it. And he, <laughs> he got off and he was like, never, ever let that woman anywhere near me on radio again. What a soundbite, though. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. <laughs> That's Eddie Cantor. Cantor. Gene oh, Simmons of, went to that camp too. Think of banter. Gene Simmons of Kiss, who played at the Vulcan. <laughs> no way. Kiss Re- played at the Vulcan. When? Recently? Uh, like a few months ago. Oh my God. How can you be sure if it's really them? That's the same thing William Montgomery, I think, literally said on Kill Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Gene Simmons summons in the summer. Gene Simmons sinister. Fuck. Sinister Gene Simmons is summoned in the summer. Something. Simpsons. That's their whole thing. Gene Simmons's thing. Yeah, he's he's like the best. He's the uh, epitome of a doctor's patient. What do you mean by that? He's like open wide. I bet he has great teeth. I bet he's very healthy. His, no, maybe not. I don't know. Kiss? You're in Kiss? Your band is called Kiss? You would think it would be called Tongue. Imagine them starting out. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to an open mic. They get one song, <laughs> but these guys are dressed up like they are. Yeah. They have toys for sale. Yeah. They're going to play one song. <laughs> In the middle of other singer-songwriters. Yeah, but if that song is I Want to Rock and Roll All Night. Do they? They're going to fucking rock and roll for 30 years. Hmm. That's how it all started. It's just about the right song at the right time. Hmm. But that thing is so... It's also theater. I can see that he went to the Eddie Cantor Theater. Oh, I don't think the theater was there at the time. Also, he only went for one summer, and every year the camp calls him for money because he's an alumnus, and he did not like going to the camp, and he just hangs up the phone. (laughs) 
Yeah. But they have a huge statue of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the actual surprise. Gene Simmons came here. Surprise Gene Simmons he hated Lake it. camp. Oh yeah, surprise Lake. How funny. You're not big into the theatrics of music in a formal way like that. It depends. But, you know, for you I mean, like you don't do that. I would like to, but it takes so much organization and getting people together, not paying anyone. You know, you just have to rely on people being passionate about movement or making props or light shows or... Dressing like Gene Simmons, <laughs> having a tongue. Uh, it's crazy that that whole band, I mean, even getting three or four people together and then someone's idea is to like dress up and like have this whole look. And then the other three guys are like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's insane. But How? Then, How did one, those people come together? One of them has to go and buy the makeup and all of the gear and clothes. Or maybe they all went together. I imagine they all went together. It was the 80s. People mm -hmm. did stuff like that together. Taking so many times, painting that white and black, and then taking it back off, trying it again, painting each other's faces. Maybe it was like that. Maybe they had a little sleepover. <laughs> they were just painting each other's faces and nails. Yeah. Kiss. Kiss and sleep over. Kiss tongue and That's sleep talk over. Talk about rock and roll all night long. Kiss slumber party? Well, you can either talk about rock and roll all night or you can rock and roll or all night. Or you can actually. <laughs> I think the, the thing they did right is they, they sung about it and did it as opposed to just talking about it. They were getting money, though. Imagine if they never became famous. And they kept doing the same four guys. Or four, I don't even know how many people are in the band. But I think four. If they kept doing it. <laughs> kept doing what? Kiss. They they kept being in the band, but never broke a record deal. Never. Oh, they're, man. They're just playing around. They're like An locals. unfamous Kiss? Yes. You think you would have liked them more? I would have appreciated the hustle of, you guys, do, you do this every time. <laughs> <laughs> you drove two hours to play this one song and dressed up like this? Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Now you have to go wash it all off and, <laughs> and hang out and with the stop at crowd. The yeah, stop at the gas station and walk inside dressed like that. Yeah, get Doing some pretzels. Oh, I don't know how people do it. Yeah, artists that want to have a big theatrical thing. Like, but like David if, Bowie. But you're at an open mic, you know? You mm -hmm. show up and you're you have to already be dressed like that. You have to be waiting at the stoplight in your car, dressed like a pop star. Yeah. And it's super inconvenient. No one understands. You look like a fool. You are. But you look cool in the right place. Oh, it's nice to express. Prince had to be Prince before he was Prince. Hmm. I'd like to put some energy into an appearance, but it's just not. You got it though. No oh, thanks. I don't think you're too vague about what you look like some people they can't put it together it could be anyone yeah yeah if you, if you have a clear mind or or a set intention something that you want to do i think it shows up in your face you're right yeah it shows up in your eyes mm. you can go specific it shows up in your the way you look at people don't you know a baker when you see one looks like a big old loaf of bread i know a baker when i see one i know a butcher when i see one I know a killer when I see one, an energy vampire. And then there's everyone else who they can be more subtle. They haven't been they haven't been a uh, telemarketer. Mm -hmm. They haven't been that their whole life, so they don't look like it yet. 
They're just getting started. Maybe their voice is getting more monotonous. Maybe they're they're quicker to disengage from people because they think they're just going to hang up. I wasn't a telemarketer, but I answered phones. I think it's easy, but I made it hard for myself. Naturally. My ego got in the way of all that money I could have made easily. Answering the phone. Hello, is this an opportunity for me? (laughs) Hey, will you save me from myself? You just can't show emotion. Some people can immediately be open to that sort of conversation starting. But you also run the risk of telling too much about your whole life. When you're selling stuff? (laughs) Yourself, mostly. You show up, but you want to really show up. Mm -hmm. But you also have all these problems. And so when you're expressing yourself, it's all of these anxieties coming up. The things you shouldn't have done. Things that you're still confused about mulling over. Are we still talking about working as answering phones? Or are we talking about art? What's the difference? (laughs) Answering the phone, man. You can get very far. I went through a phase where I was like, I don't know, 12 to... 14, where I would answer the phone like, yellow. <laughs> yellow. Well, I, yeah, I liked yeah. saying that. It made me feel like I didn't have time to say hello, you know, which I liked. Made me feel busy. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. I'm going to bring that back. Talk to me. I only have five minutes. <laughs> Start answering the phone. What is it? Yeah. I'm here. I'm going to answer the phone. What now? This is he. Yeah. People I haven't talked to in years calling me to catch up. <laughs> what now? Or immediately just start talking about your problems. <laughs> yeah. Some older people are so over that. you can They can just totally skip over them. Skip over saying hello? Yeah, you're like, hey, how are you? And they're like, oh, i got to tell you about this whole thing. They just like totally skip over. They're ready. The formalities. Yeah. They're just ready to talk. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're over the formalities. They're just mm-hmm. ready to express and talk oh. about the game. Oh, and if you let them talk, they'll talk forever. And ever and ever. Old people, dude. I used to work in a senior center and it was really hard because they get lonely <clears throat> and you don't have time. And they talk and talk and talk and talk and they know because they're masters of conversation from a lifelong lived. Mm-hmm. They know how to not create a gap mm-hmm. so that you can't leave, so you have to be rude. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stand up and just walk away while they're talking. And I worked for, yeah, I was working for this old guy and this old lady kind of privately. It was a weird job within the senior center. And her husband had incredible dementia. Mm-hmm. Like, incredible. He would tell the same like five stories over a 20 minute cycle and I would spend five hours with him a day <laughs> and he would sometimes get angry randomly and he was blind. Oh God. He would just be blind and angry. Blind and from birth? To... No, it was later age stuff. I'd have wow. to redirect his shit That's amazing. Um, so that he wouldn't be angry and it didn't always work and he would say the N word. It's a lot. You it's think a he ever, lot. You, ever, you think he ever forgot that he was blind? I know that he was in constant denial of himself being blind. He would talk about how he wasn't blind literally as I would be like walking 
Maybe he's seeing you as a lizard man. Sometimes he like, called me You're right there next to the pond, the surprise lake. When I would, when our day would be over, I'd be talking to him and really his wife. And, you know, I was kind of one of the only sources of stimulation she had. She was all there mentally. And she'd talk and talk and talk about anything. And I'd eventually have to be interrupted and say, I got to go. And I remember one time I, I tried to interrupt and said I had to go. And she just broke character of whatever she was saying and said, I'll go. Just go. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, they're just, they just get so over it. Well, she knew the game she was playing and she mm. knew that I had to go and she knew that I was trying to go and that yeah. she knew I was trying to be polite and she didn't care about me being polite and she didn't even care. She didn't even care that I had to go. She, it's like she's she said it being mad, but kind of joking, like as a parody of herself. She allowed herself to get mad at that moment. Something like that. While you're walking out the door, you turn around and she gives you a wink. Yeah, and a smile. Shut the door on the way out. Don't come back now, you hear. <laughs> I did come back. Yeah, yeah. And I was probably back there. The you can't next close day. it like that. No, you can't. They can. They don't have enough time. You're saying we don't have enough time to listen. They don't have enough time to say everything that needs to be said. They're nearing the end. And they're like, I need to say everything right now, or else. I won't be able to let my breath go. I'll just keep sitting here forever decaying. Ah, but then they're just as lost as the rest of us thinking that they can re arrive at some point. <laughs> you know, they've made a huge mistake. It'd be nice. Yeah, the first step is the turnaround. My dog has been particularly loud on this podcast. I don't like know this... how, how much longer he'll get to be my my third unspoken guest in this room. I like the spinning. Yeah, he, he never has done that while recording before. And he's never been this, like, insistent for attention. Mm. Last time with, like, Rafferty, he um, knocked everything off and unplugged everything. No. Yeah. Tripped on a cable? Something. While, yeah. while you were recording? Mm-hmm. Towards the end. What, yeah. do you, what do you do? Plug it back in? Keep going? Yeah. Just for that little bit? What are you doing with your finger? Yeah, what is Thinking that? about money. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was making the money motion with my finger, but the not consciously. Motion. And yes. Ryan pointed it out. I guess it's an anxious tick. No, that's it. It's like worried about this. Where's this income? Where's the the reward for all of this work? I'm not worried about making money from this thing. Not yet. No. No. Why worry about making money from this thing? I enjoy it. I guess you want to keep doing it. and Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be the best situation if it was the only thing to think about, the only source. No, it doesn't need to make me money. It would Work. be nice if it did. But if it started to make me money, as you and I well know, it would be a totally different thing. It would just immediately start to be different. More production, more, you know. A camera or something or no this it's a great setup right here like i can hear myself this is a nice table yang is yang insistently is on your lap I want my, my huge dog is 
just right in his face right now. Hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Money. <laughs> Tell me more. Change. Spare change or the ceaseless change of yeah. this lifetime? Money has always changed. We didn't always have these dollar bills. Bitcoin. So bring it somewhere else. I bet you can't even use it. What? They don't take a dollar bill in Europe. Not always. Really? No way. Go to India. Um, good what old you, what American is your dollar going to do? India isn't European. It's just a collector's item at that point. A dollar doesn't do anything in India? Nobody cares? They want to see it. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Foreign money. Really? They're like really firm on their rupees there? Ryan spent two years in India. On and off. Plenty of rupees. Being given and taken. Rupees. Rupees sound like little rubies or on the gemstones. On on the one rupee coin on the back, it's a thumbs up. <laughs> really? Like, Are you serious? Like one, and then the the two rupees coin uh, <laughs> is a peace sign. Oh like wow! Yeah, it's just this hand. <laughs> oh, I wow! I'm so glad I you give provided you me with this information. Oh, please do. They're funny. All the money has Gandhi G on it. Yeah, of course. He's their guy. Yeah, the light. Away from the British into individualism and self-sustainability and nonviolence. I like Paramahansa Yogananda, and oh, they yeah. knew each other. God. Yeah, they knew each other. God. Paramahansa Yogananda influenced Gandhi, I'm pretty sure. Probably both ways. For sure. There's another guy, Rabindranath Tagore. He's Bengali. He's a polymath, poet, scientist, philosopher, artist, musician. I mean... A renaissance man. Yeah. And these people attract each other. And when, when they do, it may be a rare event, but it's so inspiring. Such a powerful moment. Two kings meeting on the path, helping each other along the way, or distracting each other. Or both. Yeah, when somebody is so close to you, but it's like a thin line. Yeah, like Leonard Cohen sleeping with Janis Joplin in the Chelsea Hotel. Mm. Yeah, getting a blowjob in the elevator. Wild woman. You a fan? Janis Joplin? Yeah. It's just pure, pure energy. Okay. Ecstasy. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I feel like it would be easy to write her off in comparison to a lot of the um, black women who came before her who sing her genre. Oh, I see what you um, mean. But I'm a huge fan. She did it in a different way. There's so many. She is the she is the idol of, of hippiedom. Of being cool Freedom. and chill and free, mm -hmm. going on stage and just being loud. Spilling it all. Yeah. That and performance it, of Ball and Chain at mm. Monterey Pop Festival 1969. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's one of the best. I think that might be the same one where Jimi Hendrix lit his guitar on fire. Mm. Might not Mon be. Monterey, I think so. Yeah, might not be, but I think maybe. Anyway. One of the most perfect performances of anything I've ever seen. I mean, ever. She's only 27 by the time that was over, but the immensity of her personality and her 
performance or exuberance has just carried entire generations where it's people still sing like her and dress like her whether they know it or not even though she was she was dressing like everyone else talking like everyone else she was just the best version of that you know people people have the right time and the right place absolutely how many janice joplins i can't tell you probably lived in kansas or missouri Mm -hmm. if they just would have went to san francisco in 1968 Mm -hmm. they would have been that type of thing or brought a different kind of inspiration it's just a dorothy character wizard of oz black dahlia these people that go to los angeles or hollywood with big dreams and get a smile carved into their face and have their body thrown into a bush yes okay but they become an inspiration for the aesthetic the meaning everyone's intentions are drawn toward this person because they've just resonated some kind of clarity there it's like all the collective feeling all the collective wanting what to do where to go it's all compressed into this one person and what they're doing on stage being an artist and being free from all of the other boring things that you have to do to continue that sort of life yeah man managers that go to the grocery store for them instead so they can just be this hippie free person yeah and they're doing it so that the managers don't have to do it (laughs) somebody has to do it yeah yeah Someone, one person is the manager. He's like, I know I am. He's not going to look cool. You know, he's not going to have a great voice. He might drive the bus pretty well and be able to stay up all night. That's cool. He can get you any kind of drugs that you want in any state. I was thinking like a grocery store manager, <laughs> not a road manager, but I, <laughs> I guess you need a road manager too. Yeah, the manager never works. Just crossed arms, frowny face. Would you like to be an artist that employs a lot of people? A road manager, a tour manager, a, a booking manager, a sound electrician? Yeah, like a producer, production manager. Sounds mm-hmm. fun. Would you it's like definitely to hire a whole lot of people with all the money you make from your music? <laughs> um, Ryan's one of the purest artists I've ever met. He doesn't care about money. There's... I mean, it depends because you're trying to make something. If you have an idea of what you're trying to make, that's very set. And you want these specific things. You have to, rather than being open to the resources within reach, then you have to spend a lot of money and look in obvious places. Like, I don't know, it's just more fun to see what happens being you know what i mean like just seeing call your friend over hit record see what happens yeah that's your interest not so much not so much planning like i if i only have 50 people on my team i could make a movie without even having to write it first like it would just happen or get some of you pay somebody else to write a good flick for you i've been showing up and hitting record a lot over the years so to speak you know not necessarily always literal but that's been my process Mm. 
now I'm starting to get interested in vision because mm. I want I want all the flavors visuals no vision vision in general yeah what make something mean? bigger mm, a little see, more pressure a little more yeah a little more moving parts a little more planning mm. not strict planning I'll never be a strict planner sure. artistically some it's, people are like that it's very hard yeah mm. and some people are just like that naturally yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't be like that I guess I just like to make, make, make as much as I can. If somebody else wants to join in, I love it. I'm not going to pressure somebody. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I, I was thinking this more. Like, you try this. You know, if it's not good, like, I just want to use it. Use something else. Have another friend come over. Hit record again. Make something new. Yeah, see, that's extremely open. Extremely uncritical and unmeticulous mm. not too worried about not planned yeah and you know i see the value in that imagine having a three-hour podcast recording and you're like this is gonna be amazing every word is going to be it's going to bring transcendence to people's um, witness but it's then too much you listen to it and it's like unbearable at times so much silence or just distractions constantly it's not going to be good and then maybe you're making the podcast in this three-hour form and you're listening for it to be interesting without putting yourself in that position like oh i i just need to be i need to be doing something i need to be adding to this that happens to me in comedy when i'm on stage with other people and it's not going well i'm watching them too much and and expecting something as opposed to just responding and letting the flow create the comedic situation that is beyond any of us mm. you know yeah yeah getting locked up and, and tight in my own body being like i'm michael malamud here i am on stage opposed right. to you but it's not that's not what's happening we're together yeah like the confidence could be okay you bring a shovel somewhere you're like, I'm going to find the gold. And you're just digging, digging, digging as hard as you can. Super confident, like, I am going to find this gold. And then maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. There's another way to approach it. It's just being confident in the shoveling. And just saying, this is good work. This is, maybe it'll pay off, maybe it won't. But at least I'm just doing it. It's true. It's good to be digging. It's good to use your hands. Get some blisters, get some sweat on the forehead, good for the soul. But I gotta say, I want that hole to look like something. <laughs> You're end. rubbing your fingers again? <laughs> Was I rubbing my fingers again? <laughs> Shit. I just gotta cha-ting, cha-ting. Yeah. Well, it's not all about visit the bank. money. It's They have money at the bank. You should just go get it. I went and I asked and they wouldn't give it to me. I closed an account the other week because <laughs> they wouldn't give me the fucking money. <laughs> I was trying to withdraw a cash advance on a credit card because my financial situation has become such bullshit. So, so if months. I open an account with you guys, where does the money come from? <laughs> I just come here and pick it up? <laughs> That's funny. Good one. I wish it was true. 
I guess it is. It really is true. There's nothing stopping you from going in the bank and getting that money. I think robbing a bank, I think I hear sirens in the background right now. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's exactly what I was talking about mm-hmm. with the timing. Sirens. There are sirens. Do you hear them? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I, I hear it in the headphones slightly. I think it's pretty easy to rob a bank. Yeah. I think you literally can go up to Maybe the teller with 1600. a note. Maybe No, no, no. I think you literally go up to the teller with a note mm-hmm. and you... Just ask for the money nicely. Yeah. I mean, their bankers have written their... There was a bank robbing family. Mm. Like a dad, a daughter, and a son. The dad started doing it because he needed some money and then it kind of was working out. You know, it turned out to be a good business model. <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. and A little know, easier than I thought. Definitely easier than they thought it would be. And they got their son involved and their daughter they started casing banks and doing it and then one day someone knocked on their door and uh, i think the dad and the son took all the heat very chivalrous Mm. that's not the right word it's a family but you get what i'm saying i guess time to go our time's here time's Mm. up at least they made their money it was productive might have gotten it all taken away but they went as far as somebody who's playing the long game just a short distance they paid for it you're either going to pay time. No, you're paying time in both ways. Yeah. So yeah, they, they just paid on the back end. And they get the fame real quick, and then they pay it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do all the solo isolation, feeling guilty, feeling uh, misdirected, misguided, unpassionate. The read from the jail. article, the read I got, was that they none of them felt an ounce of guilt. <laughs> about it <laughs> not an ounce i mean they didn't do anything violent yeah they're like, i don't even know money. if they brought guns because if you go into a bank and you say give me the money mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the tellers are trained to give you the money don't do this by the way Who, me? if you're no. listening you definitely I'm just gonna look at them you I'm definitely just gonna be like, yeah i would i would like to see you try but no i am here yeah mm-hmm. yeah you think you think if you went to a bank and stood in a line and then uh, got went up to the counter and just stared at the teller dead on and didn't say anything that he'd eventually give you money. <laughs> I think it's kind of like if a, a, a waiter is like, did you want uh, extra cheese on that? And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll take extra cheese. And then they bring it back. It's like plus 50 cents or whatever. Oh, you'd be a nice guy. I thought you were just going to throw some cheese on there for me. There's no free extra cheese. Right. Your friend is like, yeah, I can give you a ride. What are you going to give me? Why, I gave you a ride yesterday. Like, you know, I'm always doing stuff for you. Servers aren't your friends, by the way. (laughs) Everything has a cost. Yeah. Servers are not your friends. They're probably extremely mad. (laughs) Impatient. Oh, they're mad. They're all mad. Everyone in the food service industry is boiling constantly sweating boiling and smiling so hyped so like the dracula what do you call it energy vampire yeah they're just so on high and everyone at the table is having such a chill time relaxing and eating having a nice meal but then this 
crazy person runs up and is like, hey, can I get you one of those? <laughs> yeah, what is that? That's crazy. What a model. He's <laughs> pouring water. I said, I don't want any more water. Yeah. Stop giving me more water. Yeah. Yeah, interrupting conversations, standing there until they can interrupt the conversation. Yeah, you're breaking up with your girlfriend and he's coming up like, hey, did you need any? It's so weird that we like to go out and be served. Like, I get that we like to be served, but it's weird that we like that that's a normal interaction. Oh, yeah. I like it as just a place to go eat. Wish I could just serve myself. I wish I could cook my own food there. There are buffets. You can't cook. No, you can't cook. You could go to Korean barbecue. You don't eat meat. No. I heard there are a lot of veggies. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Big hot plate. Nice. What an amazing invention. Hot metal. (laughs) Cook some real good. Slap anything on there. You could lay on there. You want to wrap this up and see about cooking some food or something? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Michael. I'd like to point out that you're the first non-comedian guest. All right. Yeah, even though you make me laugh on stage, like, a lot. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Ryan Radke. Malamud!